Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning and welcome to Summer Breakfast. It's Thursday, the 8th of February. Four more sleeps and Vossi and Brandy are back on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. For the first hour today, we welcome to you to, li- uh, to you listening on SENQ 693 up there in Brisbane. Patton Hills will be back from 6 a.m. Queensland time. If you're listening across the SEN network, good morning to you. Heaps of sport to discuss today, including New South Wales Blues coach Michael Maguire declaring all players would be picked on merit alone, not incumbency. Be a few nervous players after hearing that. A big loss for the Australian women's cricket team and a live golfer holding out hopes of playing on the PGA Tour again. Michael Karianis, good morning. Good morning, Miss O. How are you going? I'm well, but you look a little bit tired. You all right? I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit tired. A bit of drama in the household uh, yesterday. It was a... Uh, Can uh, I take a guess what it was before you say it? Go on. Was your father-in-law up late on the hemorrhage <laughs> and you were bringing him refreshments? <laughs> well, I can confirm that the, my, my dad and my father-in-law did a good job yesterday, mate. They did um, what we needed to do in terms of rearranging beds and pulling down beds. And um, as we move our daughter from the cot um, in, in a smaller room into a bigger room. So she's all set up by the time the new bub comes um, next month. So that was all, all raging success. So they did well. They were a bit knackered by the end of it. But what they, snacks did you bring them? I was working. Uh. I, I, I was working. Um, so I got there late afternoon and, you know, they had some... Uh, what do we get them? Some croissants. Croissants yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah, some pullovers. Turnovers. What are the pullovers? Some turnovers. It's going to be a long show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, they did well. They did well, but we need them back to start painting and, and doing some other things. Uh, it's also a special day for you. Well, yeah. So, And why didn't you get sleep? Yeah. Um, was it the pullovers? It was not the pullovers. No, no, no pullover action there last night. But um, so at, at some point yesterday, um, my baby Elena got uh, got a little bit crook and then um, she woke up about eight o'clock and my wife went and, and checked on her and, and checked her temperature and it got to four, just under 41, which is obviously a, a concern. Yeah. Um, so we hightailed it to um, St. George Hospital um, got there, we were there for a few hours. Um, they did all these tests. The poor little thing got through through the ringer a, a little bit, but the, the doctors and the nurses were amazing there, really looked after her. Um, it's funny, right? So we were, we, we've had a conversation over the last couple of days about junior sport mm. and grand finals and the like. So I'm walking into the hospital and this guy's looking at me um, in the children's ward and he's looking at yep. me and he goes, oh, 
hey, Michael, how are you going? I'm like, oh, he goes, you don't remember me. I was like, actually, I do. His name's Huss, right? And last time I saw him, he, he, I coached him in the under-10s. He's now 27, 28 with a wife and a, and a kid and, and the like. And you know the first thing that he said to me? He goes, oh, oh man, I'm so happy that you recognize me, blah, blah. And he goes, what about the time we won that grand final in under-10s? What go. about the time we won the grand? And this is no word of a lie. Kid I haven't seen for 17 years. His first, one of his greatest memories is winning that grand final in under-10s. Shout out Dr. Justin Coulson. Which, you know, which, and his story would be replicated by a thousand kids across the state every year. 100%. I move on. So then we get into the car just after midnight, um, coming home, and I look at my wife, I say, happy anniversary. And she's like, what? She looks at the time, she goes, oh, it's after midnight. So today is also our wedding anniversary. Is it a significant one? Or? No, four. four. Uh, I think everyone's a significant one, Jake. Well, because you survived another year. Yep. Yes. Uh, did you get a present? Not yet. Not yet. There's a few options. I think because um, she's heavily pregnant, right? Mm. Um, like we're going out for dinner tonight. So I've locked in dinner. My mum and dad are going to come over and, and babysit early dinner, of course. And do some work. Uh, and you know, I've, I've given uh, dad a list of things to, to make sure he gets done. <laughs> while, while he's over. There's no free meals at our house. <laughs> uh, but no, no presents. So... I'm scrambling late. Do you want some ideas? I would love some ideas. All I right. would love some ideas. 0457736736 is our Edgewater Homes text line. Give MC some ideas for what he can get his wife for their fourth wedding anniversary. They do special anniversaries yeah. where it's like bronze, silver, gold, diamond. I think you start at paper or something. Paper? Yeah. So you have to get an origami. Yeah, just maybe a poster. Is that note. where you're at? No, I think we've progressed from paper. Past paper. Yeah, that'd be an easy way to find out what yeah. four-year wedding anniversary is. All right, look it up. 0457 736 736. What should MC get his wife for their fourth wedding anniversary? Congratulations on the fourth wedding anniversary. Thank you, mate. Commiserations about no sleep. Um, and congrats. Fruit and flowers. Fruit and flowers. Oh, that's cheap. So get her a mango and a... Yeah. <laughs> a mango and a daisy. There you go. <laughs> Uh, story today, uh, again, my research MC, I've been up, you were up at midnight with your baby. I was up at midnight researching mm, for this show. Sure you were. Uh, there's talk that using a wallet makes you old. Okay. Now I want to know, do you use a wallet? Uh, no. Um, unless I've got to go, like I need an office pass. If I've got my office pass or mm -hmm. I've got a card in there that I need. I'll take my whole wallet. whole wallet. I'm going to the office after this, so I've got my yep. wallet today. I wouldn't have brought my wallet in yesterday, um, but and I was such a cash person for for a long, long time. Uh, but but now real Sydney Roosters operator. <laughs> it's the Greek in me, Uncle Nick. Um, but now no, I I very rarely take my wallet out, and it gets to the point sometimes where you haven't used it for three or four days yeah. or whatever the case may be. Like. Where's my wallet? Well, everything's on the phone now, yeah. right? Like, so it used to be your license. Mm. That was the last thing I was using my Correct. wallet for yes. was my license. Exactly right. Yeah. Then we went to the digital license. Mm. I think not all states have that. When you go to Victoria, they don't have the digital license. I think they're coming on board soon. Okay. Uh, here's a reason why you should use the digital wallet on your phone for your card. So the other day I took my work card into the gym because I had to buy a new vacuum cleaner. I went to Bunnings, okay. bought a new vacuum cleaner and got a notification later that night that uh, my card was pinging. You know, you yep. 
confirming your your expenses or whatever. That's weird. I haven't spent anything. Looked at it. The General Gordon Hotel, which is about 200 metres up the road from my gym, $10, $10, $10. I must have dropped it when I was walking out the front to my car at the front of my gym. Someone's walked along the footpath, picked it up, kept walking straight to the pub and just bought themselves a few beers. Luckily, it wasn't wasn't many charges, so I just blocked the card. But uh, if you're using the Google Wallet or the Apple Wallet, Whatever type of wallet doesn't happen. So I, I generally find that if you lose your wallet or you find a wallet, people are generally honest with the wallets. Well, apparently not in Marrickville. If you are the person that picked up my work card, Jeez. started tapping away at General Gordon Hotel, oh four five seven seven three six. You think they just would have bought one big round instead of well, multiple the, small ones? And the oh, other one is the other one is I didn't notice it until well after the fact. Yeah, they only bought three beers. That's, That's it polite of them it's kind, it's kind of it's polite isn't it mm. i mean they didn't go for any online shopping or yeah just three beers probably thought all mate thought oh the bloke that sees this will think it's a little bit funny because i'm only buying three beers but yeah you, you, like he could have ripped into a full-on bender and bought all manner of things with that let's card. have a if, no let's not encourage it yeah no don't do that <laughs> if you find a card hand it in hand it in but are you still using a wallet oh four five seven seven three six seven have you ever found a wallet yeah, I've found wallets before. I always hand them in. Um, whether or not I leave the cash in them, that's another thing. Well, nah. <laughs> I found one once in the back of a taxi. And um, I said to the, the taxi driver, he didn't want a bar of it. I was like, oh, do you know who this is? He goes, no idea, don't care, whatever. Yeah. So the guy, he had, he had, lots of, he had a fair bit of cash in there, a hotel room key. Mm. And it was, I think it was like his Qantas frequent flyer card. So yeah. it's obviously come from, from yeah. interstate. So I rang Qantas. And I was like, look, I've got his name. Because the room key, the hotel room key wasn't, it, it was just one of those white ones. It didn't yep. have the, the hotel, the, the name of the hotel or anything on it. So um, I, I didn't know where he was staying. So I rang Qantas. I said, look, this is a bit random. I've got this guy's wallet. Um, you know, can you reach out to him and pass on my number? And that's what they did, and, and he came to pick it up for oh, the that's office. that's pretty good. So that was, did he give you a cash reward? He didn't, but I wouldn't have taken it anyway. Sure. Unless I found out he was that's a multi. Menace. That's menace to give a cash reward. The other thing I've heard is it's actually bad for your back to have a big fat wallet sitting in your back pocket and be sitting on an angle every time you sit down. I could never put it in my back. I could never put it in my back pocket. Where did you put it? On my side pocket. Uh, then it looks like you got a fat leg. I was always a back pocket operator. I'm not always as worried about what I look like as you are, James. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, I'm telling you now, it's bad to sit on it. So, go for the go for the Google Wallet. I reckon Uh, there's new laws that have come out, MC, that uh, give workers the right to ignore after hours calls and emails. Now you you're a 24 seven operator. You have to be. Yes. There's breaking news at midnight. You can't have your phone switched off to all calls and emails. So. As an employee, what do you think about this? I think as long as so I, I come as you mentioned, I, I'm in a different field here, right? Where we work weird hours, we work on days off, and like a lot of people work on days off, right? But if something, if someone calls me on a day off with a cracking story, I'm not going to say, "Oh no, I can't do it because it's my day off." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we'll get a tip that's like just okay, and I'll pass it on to someone. Right, if I'm busy or whatever the case may be, but if it's a good story, I'm not You're giving that up. It. I'm not giving that up yeah. to anyone. So I don't mind. I think um, I've got no issue when people email. 
Um, as long as there's not an expectation that you need to reply. So someone could send an email at 10 p.m. I don't care. Yeah. As long as there's not the expectation that I'm replying within five minutes to that email, as long as it can be addressed in the morning. I think, um, you know, phone calls later um, have to be for a proper reason. Mm. Uh, like if one, someone from work rings me after eight, I know there's massive drama happening in, in rugby league. So I've got no issue with it. It doesn't happen all that often. Um, but as long as there's give or take too, and my bosses are great in terms of if I need to do something in the morning or be a little bit late or whatever the case may be, they know that's fine because they can call me at eight o'clock at, on a Wednesday night and I'm there. Well, what do you think about getting calls or emails from work from your boss, from customers, from other employees? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the Edgewater Homes text line. Uh, I've got a call on the line for you, MC. Here's a tip. Your anniversary gift, Tim from Blue Bay. Good morning. Good morning, boys. How you going? All right. We're very well. Well, I've had plenty of sleep. MC hasn't, but hey, you've got a tip for him to get an anniversary gift. Yeah, well, first of all, mate, I feel for you with your daughter, mate. We've had the same thing going through our family with our boys, so mate, hope everything's okay. Thank you. You too. Thank you. No, thanks, mate. So yeah, mate, um, the anniversary. So I think we just had our eight. So. Going back to the fourth year, I actually went down to the florist because we, we did the, the themes every year. Yeah. So I went down to the florist and I told the lady that it was fruit and flowers. And what she did was she hanged up this really nice little arrangement in a box. Okay. That's and then good I raced idea. up to the fruit shop and bought some citrus fruit. Yep. Like, it's just, yeah, set it all off, mate. So that, that's my tip. Nice. Nice one, too. Why citrus? Why citrus? Yeah, citrus is, in particular. Uh, citrus is very specific. Tell your wife she's a little bit sour. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, I did look at it that way, mate. No. <laughs> Always with the negative connotations. <laughs> no, no. I was just, I was just curious. So was. Maybe, but maybe it's specific citrus for the four years. I don't know. Was there a reason, Tim, or that was just what was, what was yeah. on special that day? Her family, yeah, her family comes from a... Um, like a, a citrus growing. Okay. So mm. Very thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Actually, it wasn't really my idea because I was just going down to get the flowers and then the lady goes, oh, why don't you just go up to the fruit shop and grab some fruits? So I said, oh, that, look, that's a great idea. So I, I actually did tell her that it was the lady's idea, not my idea. So. Well, what about you're calling from Blue Bay on the Central Coast? That gives me a, a little bit of shivers. I almost drowned the Blue Bay. Did you? Yeah, when I was young. Um, near the caravan parks there. We used to do surfing lessons, believe it or not, in my <laughs> summer holidays. And out of nowhere, it's pretty flat there at Blue Bay. Very, very flat. And then all these massive waves came rolling in. I like, And the instructor fractured his pinky by holding onto my leg rope. Otherwise, I was in... I was like 10, man. It's not funny. How's that funny? <laughs> How's that funny? I was in all sorts. So be careful, Tim. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Tim. Remember, you can call us throughout the show, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you've got any other tips for MC, saw some really funny footage on the news. Yeah. Uh, all the NRL players lining up outside the American consulate yesterday. I didn't know that many of them had criminal records. Uh, let's have a listen to this audio from Reese Walsh, who got interviewed whilst lining up for the American consulate. The people upstairs were lovely and really helpful, so um, I'm pretty um, hopeful to um, it all goes well and excited, looking forward to getting over to Vegas. We've got to do a little bit more of a deep dive into this, but we're here for Brighton's Lawyers. I know a bit of work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's Lawyers. Jump on the line to have a chat with us, just like Tim did this morning, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We've got some great prizes to give away to your best contributions, including 
a Signet Boost power bank. Welcome back to SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. A cloudy day today. More clouds. I'm sick of clouds. Get us back to the sun now. It's February, please. Heading for a top of 25 in the city, 26 out at Penrith. Uh, good morning. If you're in Brisbane, you're with us for another half hour before Patton Hills will be along. Up there today, a shower or two on a top of 30. Breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. A reminder, Vossi and Brandy are back on Monday. Four more sleeps, MC. I know you're excited, but just calm down. Yep. Calm down. But Maddie Johns, back tomorrow with Morning Glory from 9 a.m. I wonder who's in the co-host chair this year with Maddie Johns. Brother Andrew or is the feud continuing? I don't know, but we'll milk that for all it's worth still. That feud. So it's going to be Andrew Webster and Denon Kemp. RIP, Joey. <laughs> I think he's gone. I wonder if they've spoken. Uh, well, last I spoke to, actually, no, I spoke to Cooper at Christmas and uh, there was no family Christmas this year. Oh, wow. Because Maddie always kept saying that, oh, they'll catch up at Christmas. Nah. You won't be able to brush me there. No, nah. brushed him. Interesting. Mm. Do you ever have any family feuds? No. no. How many siblings you got? I've got two older sisters. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon you're less likely to fight with sisters because... Yes. Uh, maybe not as close. And, and yeah, well, they're four and six years older than me as well. And then you're not you're not doing the rough and tumble stuff that you do, I'm sure, that you did w- with your brother, right? Not yeah. as much. <laughs> <laughs> not as much. But I see, like, my nephews and stuff, and they're close in age, and they're brawling all the time, or mates yeah. that have got brothers. They're all, it's just natural because you're competing against each other. Mm. I didn't compete against my sisters. Mm. They were so far ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about this footage of the NRL players lining up outside? You the love concert? it. I didn't realize. You love it. Well, I didn't realize there was that many. For example, I saw Luke Brooks out there. That was the surprising one. Luke Brooks was a surprising one. Well, one that we sort of forgot about because it doesn't have to be. You don't have to have a criminal record. Okay, you just have to be charged by police. Yeah. And Luke Brooks was charged for an incident at a Balmain Workers. Yeah, it used a... to be one of my favorite establishments. Okay. Yeah. Did you live around there? Yes. I was in a West. Yeah. Um, I used to spend most of my time in Balmain, and that was the night spot, Balmain Workers. You know why I was called the Workers? Because that's where the Labor Party of Australia was formed in that room. Thank you. Little bit of trivia for you. Please don't call fake news on me on the text. <laughs> I'm like 90% sure. 90%. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. I'd go, no, I wouldn't go with it. Uh, just on the text line, Mark says. Have you seen the Seinfeld episode with George and his wallet? It's massive. He's got every receipt and discount under the sun. It's as thick as a water bottle. He sits down and he's leaning on his side. And a scene where he's outside and a gust of wind comes along and he's chasing all the receipts. It's hilarious. Were you a Seinfeld guy? I am a Seinfeld guy. I don't think I've seen that episode though. But I am a big Seinfeld fan. I have watched very few episodes of Seinfeld. Really? Yeah. It was one of those ones being a 90s kid. Uh, it was Dad always. would often have it yeah. on in the house. And it was on a lot. Channel 10 used to play it and play it and play it. It's yeah. everywhere now. I think it's on Netflix now. It's, it's on so many streaming services. The The amount of money he makes off royalties yeah. still to this day. I think, again, I'm going to have to do my research. I'm just, <laughs> just so busy around there. here. I'm so busy around. I think he might be almost a billionaire. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld from royalties from that show. Uh, lots of talk. Just, I just saw Dan, producer Dan put a clip up. It's very funny. Oh, that episode. That, that, You've seen that the, episode? Just the, no, no. It just had the the moment where the, the, receipts, the receipts are flying yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, lots of advice for you around wedding anniversary gifts for today. Constructive, do you think? Uh, 
Probably not. Okay. Uh, Widgie says, good morning, Missile and MC. Can't hammer. <laughs> <laughs> MC, you should get your wife a real man for your anniversary. Ooh. Junior Smithy says, maybe MC can get his wife a gift card for hire a hubby. Yes. So she can see what a man with his man card looks like. <laughs> Only joking, MC. That's, not, that's probably what I need for the anniversary. You need to hire a hubby. Yeah. That could be her. Well, does the wife get a gift for the man? We go pretty pretty sparse in the gift department as men, don't we? Yeah. And like Like they get an, they get a big fat engagement ring. What do we get? An empty wallet. Yeah. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Have you ever got a wedding anniversary gift off your wife? I'm sure I have, but are you I expecting can't... fruit and flowers today? No, I'm expecting no. nothing. Yeah. No. We're going out for dinner, though. Like, we're, we're you know, we're, we're going and out. And who's paying? Well, I'll pay, but it's all the there one. Of the, it's No, but it's one of the same. It's the same account. Like, it doesn't, yeah, it's all one of the same for us. All right. All right. Uh, Dunny says, MC would have been like me as a kid, shirt on in the water for sure. No. You're, real, you're a real rash shirt operator. Mate, look at my olive skin. <laughs> It's I not about the skin, it's about the level of kook. No, no, no. Did you wear, um, when you surfed, did you wear a wetsuit? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. You, you passed then. Uh, Robin Blacktown said, morning boys, <laughs> considering MC's wife does the barbecuing at home, how about a good barbecue set? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting stitched up. Uh, oh, Western Sydney funny. Eagle says, a pullover is not a wedding anniversary present. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the way. <laughs> there we go. We found an example. Uh, news up next. Uh, if you're in Brisbane, it's 5.30, 6.30 here in Sydney. We'll bring you all the big sports headlines after the news, including some big Rabbitohs news and Michael Maguire's comments on incumbent Blues players. Thanks, Vanessa. Our breakfast powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up, here's some of what's making news. The Rabbitohs have announced overnight that this will be Tom Burgess's final season in the NRL. He'll head over to the Super League from next season on a three-year deal with Huddersfield. The surprising thing for me is that he's brushed his brother. So his brother's at Warrington, Sam right? Burgess is coaching Warrington, and they had a conversation to get him over there this year. Yeah. Um, and Tom had already re-signed with South and, and didn't want to leave early, and um, so it's interesting. That I always assumed and thought that um, if Tom Burgess was going to leave the NRL, he was going to go ahead and play with Sam in Warrington because he doesn't count as a quota spot um, because he's English, right? True. So he's got real value still to Super League True. clubs. But um, he's had a really good career, Tom. Great career. Really consistent player. Um, obviously not Sam, mm. right? Sam's best of the best. Even outside that family. Nobody is Sam. No, Sam's the best, very best of the best. And yeah. and George had these moments that of grand of final in two thousand fourteen. Right, broke my heart. Brilliant, a brilliant performance. But in terms of consistency, longevity, um, Tom Burgess has, has been outstanding for South Sydney. Will he start for South Sydney this year? They sort of rotated him last year. Um, so a, who is the options in the middle? They got Totola, Tom Burgess. Uh, they've bought Sean Kepi. Um, Sean Kepi. Is it Mowali? Uh, Davy Mowali. Yep. Will Sean Kepi be in the starting 17? Uh, he'll be. I think so. I think they bought. Because Jaime Sele's gone. 
So he was a guy that played a lot off off the bench for him. That's the one place they're p- potentially a little bit mm. light on. Depends on what they play. I prefer if they've got Jai Arrow there too. In an ideal world, you have Jai Arrow at prop, Cam Murray at 13, um, Keon on one edge, and who's their other edge back rower? Well, it was Jai Arrow. Yeah, I, I prefer Jai in the middle. They've got um, young Talis Duncan coming through. Yeah, He's they, a good they, player. They, they've got... Um, I wouldn't mind... I wouldn't... And... I don't know. He plays there at a rep level, but I wouldn't mind Murray on an edge and Arrow at 13. Nah, Cam Murray at 13 is elite. Yeah. Maybe when he goes, instead of going to the bench, he can go to an edge. Uh, also, New South Wales Blues coach Michael Maguire says that every player in next year's Origin Series will be chosen on merit, not on incumbent status. I definitely am looking at the form right now, for sure. Um, yeah, obviously history is one thing, but I'm looking forward. Uh, we want to create it too. Uh, and I think yeah, when you're in really good form, and that's what I have learnt you know, sort of uh, at the international space, good form, you take that into uh, the arena uh, and, it, and, it, and it breathes around the group. It builds, it builds a lot of confidence and belief. So uh, players that you know, I guess you guys are talking about in really good form is something there that uh, you know, I'll be aware of, you know, that they go out and they, they perform well for their teams. And you know, I want the New South Wales players to be the best within their teams. Uh, so they're coming into this arena at their best. Thoughts? Yeah, it's the right thing to say. Um, and incumbency is not important if you're not winning. So for for my – and origin incumbency is such a, a strange one because you only play three games and it's such a long break between matches, mm. right? But you know, if it's a 50-50, you always generally go for the incumbent. Um, but if you haven't won the series – what does incumbency stand for? I agree. People that this is most relevant for? Well, it's, there's num- There's one player that stands out. The captain. James Tedesco. Do you think James Tedesco is in for a better year? I think so, yeah. I th- I don't think he's washed or anything like that, James Tedesco. I think there's there's still, um, and we saw glimpses of it at the back end of last year, an, an opportunity for him to still remain as an elite fullback. I thought we were seeing glimpses of it at the, at the back half of the year for the Roosters. Yeah. Well, not the, even the back half, the back quarter. Mm. But then that last game for Australia. Yeah, he wasn't alone, though. He wasn't alone. He, he wasn't was, alone. He, he wasn't alone in that, in that game. If James Tedesco is not captain and not picked in the side, is it Cleary's team? I think it's Cleary's team anyway. And it should be Cleary's team. Whether or not he's captain, Nathan Cleary or not, I'm not sure. You've got Cam Murray there, potentially as IEO there. Um, but it is. it should be... They've got to run the side around Cleary. All right. The South African women's cricket side has beaten Australia for the first time in one-day international cricket with an 84-run victory in a rain-affected game at North Sydney Oval. Australia hadn't lost an ODI since 2009, and it sends the three-match series to a decider this Saturday. In golf, John Rahm says he hopes there is a way back for live golf players to feature on the PGA Tour again. Admitting he felt emotional at missing certain events. It was a lot harder to to be at home, not competing, and, and know that those events were going on. Palm Springs and Torrey, those weeks were hard. Uh, I mean, I, I've explained how many times how important Torrey is for me. Uh, and driving by Phoenix as often as I had to and, and knowing that I wasn't going to play there, it's, it's definitely emotional. Right, That's one of the things that I'm going to miss and... I'm hoping that in the near future I can I can be back playing some of those events. I would certainly love to go back and and play some of them. 
Tell you what helps ease the pain. Mm. The $900 million that he joined the Live Tour for in December. <laughs> Who cares about the PGA? Take that Saudi money <sighs> and ride off into the sunset. Golf, you can play anytime in your life. PGA Tour, I'm over it. Uh, you can give us a call on the open line to discuss any of these issues or any other topic you've like. Uh, we've got the lines open right now, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, also, a reminder, Brighton's Lawyers, your verdict is back. All you have to do is pick one NRL winner each week for the chance to win $2,500. Head to sensurvivor.com.au. That's all thanks to Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Get to all of your calls and texts in just a moment. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. A reminder, Vossi and Brandy, four sleeps away. They're back Monday. Matty Johns makes his return tomorrow on Morning Glory, 9am, right here on SEN 1170am, the home of sport in Sydney. few people fact-checking me on the Edgewater <laughs> Homes text line, 0457736736. Edgewater Homes mortgage fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. That text number, 0457736736. Now, some people questioning me on the forming of the Labor Party. Was mm. it at Balmain Workers? Balmain Workers, MC, is heart of Balmain on Darling Street. It's above the Unity Hall Hotel. Okay. Now, I was told, and it may have been on a night out at Balmain Workers, that that's where the Labor Party in Australia was formed. Uh, someone on the text line has said, read the Labor Party. It's the tree of knowledge, Barkledine, in 1891. Wouldn't Balmain be the home of Greens? <laughs> well, yes, now it is a bit of a green stronghold. Uh, they they tick a little different these days in the inner west. You but got your green shirt on too. Yeah, please don't associate me. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can call us during this the show one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Michael from Marrickville has joined us. Morning, Michael. Good morning, guys. How you going? Never better, Michael. Beautiful part of the world you're in there, Marrickville. Oh, it's brilliant, mate. It's brilliant. I walk past the gym. I know all about it. you got to walk in, not hey, past. Mate, just, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't walk in. No, no, I go elsewhere, mate. I'm, sorry, mate. I've got a couple of mates around Bobby Maruba. They've got a couple, and we just do a bit of uh, CrossFit every now and again. That's all good, Michael. But I just want to, I just want to congratulate you on the show. I know it's not going to last forever because the, the senior members are moving back in. But I just want to commend you, mate. You're doing a great job. And MC, you've been fantastic, man. You really have. He's a, a good Batman and Robin. I'm not sure who Batman and who Robin is. But have you seen us? I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely Batman. Mate, I, I enjoyed it yesterday so much that I listened to it again in the evening, believe it or not, on the rerun. Oh, so, too funny. This might get a run on the highlights. Uh, that's a bit sad. It's a bit sad. Hey, guys. And long live the cherry rope. Yeah. Long live the cherry rope. I'm with you, Michael. Cherry rope and the sneakers are the perfect, guys. Can I just say, MC, I got a lot of feedback yesterday from people saying they love cherry ripes yeah. and they were offended that I was going to throw them in the bin at the bottom of the favourites box. Well, that's that'd actually be good to share a favourites with you then because they can eat the cherry ripes. Absolutely, they can. So there's the no, that's thing, actually like a dream um, combination. The other thing I get mixed up a little bit as well is what's the difference between a cherry ripe and a Turkish delight? I had them both as just sort of... Well, cherry or strawberry. They're different because I'm not a huge Turkish delight fan, but I love cherry ripe. I can't remember. Honestly. I don't know what the difference is. I can't remember last here's time I had a cherry ripe. Here's where I draw the line. 
I don't mix, for the most part, I don't mix fruit and sweets. So I don't want, like, fruit in my cake. Like, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I don't know. I can't think of an example. Well, carrot cake, piss right off with that. <laughs> I don't want carrot in my cake, but I don't want fruit in my cake, really. But also Fruit in your chocolate. Fruit in my chocolate? Yuck. No. Yuck. You're not having... I want my chocolate as sweet and yeah. unhealthy as possible. Yeah. I'm treating my body like a theme park here. Yes. I don't want fruit in it. Yes. I'm not well, going for my two and five in my chocolate. And mint. I don't like mint. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you. Get I right out yes. and mint. I don't like mint at all. There you go. Here we finally, after how long have we been working, found some common ground. <laughs> no doubt the listeners are going to come back at us with that on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. Uh, on the text line, Aussie here. Started my Vegas trip early listening to you lads in a hire car driving from LA to oh, Vegas. Yes. Go to the bunnies. How good. Have you ever done the drive from LA to Vegas? Yes, I have. Can yes, I just say yes. to this listener, be careful driving from LA to Vegas. Just be alert because all of a sudden you're going down the highway. I don't know what the speed limit is over there, but I was on an Australian license, so it didn't matter. Uh, but <laughs> you, sure you, that's the case. you're flying along the highway and all of a sudden the traffic just comes to a dead stop mm. for no particular reason. It's super dangerous. We almost ran out the back of people multiple times driving to Vegas because you're flying along. And you know what the other thing? I wanted to do that fa- famous hangover scene where you kind of drive over the hill and you see Vegas. Yeah. But it didn't really happen that suddenly. It was sort of a gradual, you could see it coming. And uh, and then the, the outskirts of Vegas well, are real was, sort of... Uh, what about when you're driving and you, you... I don't know how far out of Vegas it was. This was probably oh, 10 years ago. I was with a mate and um, we did that drive. He was driving. And then you get to that point where... Are we in Vegas? Like, there's this there's section outskirts. Out, there's outskirts, right? And there's casinos, and you'll. And I'd never been to. My last time I went to Vegas, I was six. But so I hadn't been to Vegas before, and I was like, "This ain't it, surely." Like you, when you drive, where you're a little bit out, and you're driving, you're driving into it, like, yeah. And then you realize, yeah. oh, it's not. So, so I wanted to do the scene. Yeah. What What does Alan say when they're driving in? That's why they call it Sin City. Or oh, I'll have to look that up. I don't want to do it a disservice. <laughs> Uh, on the text line, Jacob Host for second row for yep, South yeah. Sydney. He's, ha- he's, he's been in and around a few. A lot of injuries has played Jacob Host, but, yep, he's definitely an option. Paul McCrory Paul Pearl says, a big Seinfeld fan, and you haven't seen that episode, you ain't a Seinfeld fan. Fair. I haven't seen all of them. I just see it when it's on. Uh, missile, cherry ripe is full of coconut. Turkish delight is just sugar and gelatine. Okay. But it's, but it's it's the red gel- gelatine, right? What is gelatine? Jelly? Oh man, we're answering we're all the big questions this morning. Uh, morning, fellas. I must be old. I never leave home without my wallet. The last time I worked for a boss was pre-internet and mobile phone. So when you walked out the door, that was it until the next day. I like that. Even now, I only check my emails once a day. The joy of being self-employed. Once a day. Yeah, that's not quite enough. I get notifications, so. I get them like with the gym, the most annoying messages, maybe 10 p.m. at night. I can't seem to check in tomorrow's into tomorrow morning's class. Yeah, that's because it's full. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to reply to them. That's part of the customer service of, you know, having a gym is yeah. you have to be accessible for members to meet their every needs. Uh, was James sitting up until midnight researching watching Seinfeld? What else has he read? It's good to have the big salad. Spanky. 
Well, I haven't seen the episode, sorry, but yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not pretending to be a Seinfeld fan. You're also not a Seinfeld fan if you pronounce the show Seinfeld. How should I pronounce it? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. No, apparently that's wrong. How do you pronounce it? We'll do some research on that as well. I'm a big Seinfeld. researcher. Seinfeld. It's Seinfeld. You've got me rattled. It's Seinfeld. 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 What am I saying? Seinfeld. Like oh, it's spelled F-I-E-L-D. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what it's spelled like. <sighs> All right. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's Lawyers. In just a moment, we'll take a look at what happened on this day in history. And it's the birthday of an AFL great who captained the Swans to a drought-breaking premiership. <laughs> Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with Missile and MC. And James, usually... I'm a little bit happy by this because I'm the one that's been copying a paste in yeah, you lately. But I, I don't pretend to be someone I'm not, unlike you. Seinfeld. 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 We've had calls, texts regarding how to pronounce it. Yeah, I'm getting sprayed. You are getting sprayed. Um, tab man, missile, it's spelt Seinfeld. No field inside. Frank Amateur. <laughs> Port Macquarie Pelt, it's Seinfeld. Here's a tip. Seinfeld is massively overrated. Come at me. Western Sydney Eagle. Yeah, Seinfeld. Sorry. And then you had me saying Seinfeld. And I was like... Yeah. Uh, anyway. I don't know why. I guess I saw the I in there. Yeah, S- very rugby league yeah. focused. That's why. Um, yeah, I'm a big rugby league guy. Hey, uh, Thursday, 8th of February today, MC. Mm. What happened on I this got, day? Is my marriage on here? Uh, just flicking through... No. Come on, guys. No. Not on there. No. Very disappointing. So what year were you? 2020. 2020, just before COVID. Ooh. So we were probably the last event that a lot of people um, went to before COVID hit. There you go. Well, in 1976, the movie Taxi Driver premiered. It was directed by Martin Scorsese and starred Robert De Niro and Jodie Foster. You seen it? Yes. I haven't. Think so. It earned four Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. Well, Nominations? Did it win? I don't know. <laughs> it's the 47th birthday of former AFL player Barry Hall. The former Western Bulldog and Saint also played 162 games for the Sydney Swans. Australian actor Samuel Johnson, 46 today, uh, born on this day in 1978, probably best known for his roles in The Secret Life of Us and playing Molly Meldrum in the mini miniseries Molly. Remember when he, he, won, he won a, I don't know, Tony, Logie. whatever he won, Logie, Logie and no Molly Meldrum jumped up on stage and wrecked his speech. So, gotcha. Have that, Samuel. And on this day in 2022, Adele wins Best Artist, Song, and Album of the Year at the Brit Awards. In this river that I've been washing my hands in forever. Oh, yeah, wake me back up after that one. If you're listening to <laughs> SCNQ 693 AM in Brisbane, we now say goodbye. Patton Hills are up next. If you're listening through SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, plenty more to come, including George Kambosis Jr. and rugby league reporter Peter Bedell. MC shadow boxing in the studio right now. You're in the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. You're with Michael Karianis and James Magnuson this morning. Big congratulations to Michael Karianis. It's his fourth wedding anniversary. After this, he's straight out to buy some flowers and fruit <laughs> for his lovely wife to thank him for staying with him. Thank her thank for him. staying with him for four years. Uh, MC, you've been up all night. Sick yeah. child. 
Yes. We're a little bit rattled this morning. Yes. So leave all the research today to me. Oh, this hey, is why we need fact checkers. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit dangerous. I was listening to the news before, and I heard a car crash through a building in Horningsea Park, mm. which remind me a little bit of this. Horney! <laughs> Horney! Oh, neat. Come on, ramp it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is that the best ever? The best ever. Uh, a little bit like, it reminded me a bit of your wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> With your wedding night, uh, we've, we've changed the game yesterday. So it was the fast minute. With mm. MC, which yes. is a statement that you had one minute. Yes. To talk. comment on. Yeah. But in a tribute to your wedding night, we've changed it now to 30 seconds. Fast 30. <laughs> Fast 30. After a text in from your wife, who is a big fan of the show. Oh, yeah, big listener. We've gone from <laughs> minute of madness to the Fast 30 with MC. Uh, remember, you can text us during the show. 0457 736 736 is the Edgewater Homes text line. Uh, Carl from Canala is texting. He said, hey, Missile, I'm a new member at your gym. I'm having trouble booking a class this morning. Yeah, thanks, Carl. <laughs> Uh, so many texts coming through yes. saying it's Seinfeld. I'm sorry. I apologize. Seinfeld. Yep. Chuck's come in here. Ben's come in here. Tom Costigan's come in here. Everyone telling me Seinfeld, Seinfeld, Seinfeld. Okay, I apologize. It is Seinfeld. I won't say it again. Uh, Missile, what about a mango cheesecake? Surely you'd have fruit in that, Bakes. Mango cheesecake? I haven't had a mango cheesecake. I think I've had a passion... Fruit yeah, I'm not a huge cake. fan of passion fruit cheesecake. I just want that straight continental cheesecake. Yeah. I love cheesecake, though. Cheesecake is good. What about a mango pancake? When if you do, like... Um, no, I haven't had that. Does your wife cook you? Yum cha. Because I know you don't no, make yum, pancakes. Yum cha, yum cha. You can have them. Mango pancakes, they're outstanding. Is yum cha Chinese? I think it is, isn't it? So you have a mango pancake at Chinese restaurant. They're good. Anyone okay. that's had a mango pancake, let us know. They are outstanding. Well, okay. Chuck was giving it a big thumbs up, um, producer. Producer Chuck loves it. Well, if that's your measure of what's normal, then you're in trouble. Uh, Hyde Park Hill says, Missile, your honesty and directness of opinion is very refreshing. I love how you don't sit on the fence. How do you think the Eels will go this year? Top eight. So I've got Eels, Cowboys, Rabbits back into the top eight. Yep. Knights, Raiders... And Sharks missing the top eight. Yeah, it's hard to... I think the Raiders are the most obvious one to fall out of the eight. Actually, wait till your fast yeah. 30. This might come up in your fast 30. Okay. I know you've got the Bulldogs in your top eight, don't you? Mm. <laughs> All right. In 2035. <laughs> <laughs> We're building. 20-year plan. We're building. Hey, we did win Harold Matt's Great. jersey flag. I know. And were winning New South Wales Cup for a large portion until we had to draw all those players up in the first grade. You've won countless reserve grade titles. Well done. Parramatta have won lots of Matson Ball Grands finals. Awesome stuff. That's outstanding. You're rude. Well, it's, it's, it's like false hope. All right. It's your fourth wedding anniversary. So in tribute to your wedding night, we've got the Fast 30 with the MC. 30 seconds to comment on these statements, MC. Yep. 30 seconds. Des Hasler will lead the Gold Coast Titans to the finals this season. No, he won't. Um, I, I don't think that the Titans have that complete roster. AJ Brimson at centre, I'm not sure sure about. 
Jaden Campbell at, at fullback, I like. And, you know, the, the trouble for Justin Holbrook last year was trying to find both those players um, involved in the game for 80 minutes. If, you know, if Des Hasler can unlock that, then, you know, th- they will improve. But I just don't like uh, their depth. Obviously, they got Fafita and Tino and Futawaka in that forward pack. Quite impressive. But just missing the eight for mine, the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> Whoa, that was big. <laughs> that was an aggressive one. I'm not making any more references. I'm not doing it. I know what you're thinking at home. I know what you're thinking at home. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. All right. 30 seconds, MC. Ben Hunt departs the Dragons post-state of origin to relocate to Queensland. No, I don't think so. I think Ben Hunt not only plays out this year at the Dragons, he fulfills his contract next year at, at St. George, Illawarra, um, all indications are that he's happy under new coach Shane Flanagan. Obviously, not having um, the roster around him will, will prove to be frustrating. But the Dragons have shown they're not going to let him go. Um, he definitely won't be there next. I uh, definitely will, will be there this year. And I think he'll see out next year because, what is he, 33, 34? Not a lot of people have $900,000 to accommodate that in their cap. All right. Oh. Holy smokes. Tom Trebojevic remains injury-free and leads the Sea Eagles to top four. Agree. I'm there. Um, I, I think that if he can play 20-plus games, Manly finish in the top four. Not through just Tom Trevojevic alone, but Luke Brooks, Pula, Olakowatu, Saab, Garrick, Cherry Evans. That's points, mate. There's points galore in the Manly Sea Eagles. Um, I think they've got an outstanding roster. Um, I think Tom Trevojevic, I hope, Tom Trevojevic will get through play those 20 games and Manly will finish in the top four. You don't have him in your top eight. We'll come to that after this. The Fast 30 with Michael Karianis. Not me. The Melbourne Storm miss out on a top eight spot for the first time since 2010. No, disagree. Melbourne will finish in the top eight. Uh, fight again for the top four. When you're, you know, you've got Munster, Hughes, Grant, and hopefully Pappenhausen back. We talk about Tom Trevojevic playing 20-plus games. Let's hope Pappenhausen can play 20-plus games mm. for, for the Melbourne Storm. And um, If they all play, they're the four best spine players in the in the competition. You put if, anyone... If, if Pappenhausen plays all those game, what, games, where does Fayalongo fit in? Uh, off the bench to start with, and there, there'll be naturally an injury somewhere in the back line, and as soon as there's one injury, they can shift McMeany around or Fayalongo. Joey Manu departs the Sydney Roosters to head to Rugby Union. Um, no. No, he'll see out the year, definitely at the Roosters. He's not going to break his deal early. Um, we saw reports last week that um, if he does leave the Roosters, it will be for a long stint. Speaking of people at the Roosters in the last couple of days, they're still hopeful that if he does go to rugby, it will only be a short stint and he'll be back at the Roosters at the midway point through next season. So, Joey Manu... He's flirting with it. Whether he takes it up or not, I'm not sure. But if he does, I hope it's a short stint and he commits long-term to the Roosters. Just... Holy smokes, Dan. It is just go to a, Just go to another club, Joey. There is life outside the Roosters. You'll probably get more money in He would get NRL more money, anyway. he doesn't want to. Oh, far out. He's bought a, is that a cult, the Roosters? No, it's... You got Surely, to if in. I ever come back, it'll be to the Roosters. Give me a break. Sonny Bill, if I ever come back, it'll be to the Roosters. You're allowed to respect There is the life outside of the eastern suburbs. That's coming There's from someone that lives Bondi. in Bondi. Uh, James Tedesco loses the number one jersey in Michael Maguire's new-look blues side. Let's listen to the audio first. I definitely am looking at the form right now, for sure. Um, 
you know, obviously history is one thing, but I'm looking forward. Uh, we want to create it too. Uh, and I think you know, when you're in really good form, and that's what I have learnt you know, sort of, uh, at the international space, good form, you take that into uh, the arena uh, and, it, and, it, and it breathes around the group. It builds, it builds a lot of confidence and belief. So uh, players that you know, I guess you guys are talking about in really good form is something there that uh, you know, I'll be aware of, you know, that they go out and they, they perform well for their teams. And you know, I want the New South Wales players to be the best within their teams. Uh, so they're coming into this arena at their best. 30 seconds. Uh, I think James Tedesco will start the series at fullback. Obviously, lots can happen between now and, and when Origin 1 kicks off. But whether or not he retains the jersey throughout the series, I'm not sure. I think he'll get first crack. But if New South Wales lose game one, I think the loyalty factor will be gone. Um, and we'll see a, a new New South Wales fullback, whether that's Pappenhausen, Dylan Edwards, Trevojevic, Latrell. Who knows? There's plenty of options there for New South Wales, but obviously there's, uh, his jersey is in a precarious state. All right, last but not least, you will buy a wedding anniversary gift that doesn't meet the approval of Mrs. MC, and as such, you'll be sleeping on the couch tonight. No, no, my wife is uh, very gracious in terms of receiving gifts, so I'm very lucky in that respect, generally because I, I buy her good ones, I'd suggest to you, so we'll be right. Um, we haven't got anything yet. Yeah, that's all right. We're, t- we're going out for dinner. Isn't that enough? No, not enough. We just had Chris. Can I was... ask a question? 30 yeah. seconds. Beautiful. Bang. Love done. your work. Uh, big shout out to MC's wedding night. 30 seconds. The Fast 30. Uh, when you get married. Yes. All right, here's a first question. When you get engaged, do you then celebrate the date of engagement, not the date you started dating? No, no. I think once we were engaged, we still we still celebrated our first date, um, but then that gets usurped by the wedding date. Okay. But for us, it's all a week apart anyway. So do you remember the date that you started dating? First time I got her number was Valentine's Day. Mm. Okay. So, and then a couple of days later... But we do you went, consider we that you start dating? Well, it's somewhere... But we sort of... Then we went out on a date. I think it was about three or four days later. Yeah. But it's always a, that. But at what date did you say we're not going to see other people? That's yeah, well, when that, you start dating. Well, that's always the, the interesting one. Is it a conversation? Is it assumed? Yeah. Is it when you first went out? See, boys are hopeless at this. You got to have the conversation about what the date is. Or... No, about if like any single guys yes. I know, if you ask them, oh, are you officially dating? They're like, oh. I, don't know. Um, and you're like, well, just say it. But you know, though. Deep down, you know. Not everybody knows. They're not mind readers. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think we had a conversation and that was it. Done. Okay. But, but now, now we celebrate our wedding anniversary. Yeah. So. But as I said, they're a week apart. Our wedding anniversary. So this is, this is the week of love in the MC <laughs> household. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Leading from now into Valentine's Day. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's awesome at home. My wife's. Because she's pregnant, so yeah. What's the rules there? <laughs> Sorry, I'm new to this thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to change subject. Ricky Ponting has spoken for the first time following the announcement that he'll coach the Washington Freedom in the U.S. Major League Cricket. You got any appetite for U.S. cricket? No. Mm. You? I'm interested to see how it takes off because uh, from a rugby league perspective as well to see you know, if they engage in 
in sports that they're not natural Look, with? Look, I think rugby league is a really exciting product. Does cricket have the same value there is a, a world, There audience? is a T20 World Cup there later this year. Well, we'll find uh, out. I'll be interested. I'm definitely interested to see how it goes. Let's hear what Ricky Ponting had to say about taking this coaching role. You know, I'd spoken to a lot of the guys that had been at MLC last year. You know, Shane Watson coached there last year. Um, you know, my connections, obviously, at the IPL have got a small share in, in staking one of the teams as well. So I'd heard a lot about it. I heard a lot of great things about it. Um, and I think it's just the tip of the iceberg was where, you know, cricket potentially heads in the US. So I just felt it was a really good opportunity for me to, to get involved now um, in a, you know, really well-run team that had some good success last year. And hopefully uh, get involved now and bring more success to the, the Washington Freedom this season. I love doing it. That's the reason, that's the reason I'm, I'm here today. I, I love being involved in these tournaments. You know, I love coaching gets me back closer to the playing days. And, you know, when you, when you finish playing and, that, you know, you get up and you're used to competing every day of your life and then one day the, the competitive stuff is not there anymore. Um, the coaching side of it for me is what's been able to take me back closest to playing again. So, you know, the game's in my blood, coaching's in my blood. Working with the best players in the world is something that's really exciting. Tell you why it's in in your blood. A couple of reasons. Big big bickies, I'd have thought, Ooh, to yeah. go over and coach in America. But the other thing, so swimming coaching, you get up at 4.30, you're on pool <laughs> deck at 5. Rain, hail, shine, yeah. outdoors in the elements. Cricket, ah, nice hours, come in, mentor the players. Mm. Bit different. But yeah. that's exciting. Cricket in America, who knows? Ricky Ponting is going to join Matt White, 9 a.m. today. So nice. we'll hear it firsthand from Ricky. It's the home of sport. Sydney, SEN, 1170 AM. We'll be back with more texts after this. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. And in just a moment, Hemi Goodman's back from Sportsbet, and we've got a chance for you to win $1 million. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with MC and the Missile. Heaps of texts coming through our text line, 0457 736 736. Thanks to Edgewater Homes. Tabman says, Missile, MC is a lightweight. Mr. and Mrs. Tabman have been married 34 years. Wow. Jewelry, jewelry is an excellent gift and dirty holidays. Dirty holidays. You know what springs to mind there. Well, actually, I didn't want to say it too early. I was going to wait till the end of the show, but hey, we're here now. I've rung around at SEN <laughs> and we've bought you an anniversary gift. <laughs> Not me. You and your wife. No. Is it for me? You and your wife. We've bought you and your wife a wedding anniversary gift. Okay. Put the hat around and everyone's okay, chipped yep, in a little bit yep. of money. Lots We've of got you. Night at the Shangri-La. No. Okay. A half day stay at the Parramatta <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> Use that how you may, <laughs> how you wish. <laughs> uh, Andrew says, no need for any other gifts other than dinner MC. As a father of four, enjoy the serenity now. Mm. Another text came through. I've been married 27 years. Was unaware of the not seeing other people rule. <laughs> Holy. Uh, <laughs> Black Stump Eel says, MC strolling into the bedroom tonight in the pink jock strap to Sugar by Def Leppard. We'll have to play that. I don't know that. Do you know that song? I think so. I think so. I think so. Uh, Western Sydney Eagle says, just get the love God on and get all this crap over and done with. Lol. Who's the love god? Richard Mercer. You don't oh. remember him? He used to be on, was it Mix 106.5 back in the mm. day? And he used to do love song dedications. He was outstanding. The footy players used to ring up and pretend that they were, you know, oh, you know, I was broken down by the side of the road and this lovely man named Jack came and saved me. <laughs> Here's Sugar by Death Leopard.
I don't know this one. We'll get to the words eventually. Big interest. Oh, oh yeah, I could see you strutting into this. <laughs> I like it. All wax. All wax. Straight into the, the half-day hotel in Parramatta. $85. All right, well, we better get to Hemi Goodman. Time now for Make this. it look easy with sports bet. Chances are you're about to lose. What about this MC guy, Hemi? Love Machine. I mean, mate, hey, get, get around the Love Machine. Uh, fourth <laughs> wedding anniversary today. Uh, we've had a bit of a request come through. Have we got a market? Will he get to five years? <laughs> <laughs> anniversary. I'll tell you what, though. Here's, here's the Love Machine. Not a hell of a lot of value. A dollar oh one to get yeah. to five oh, years. Nice so, work, um, MC. Yeah. Ha- have a great day, MC. Enjoy it. Thank you, mate. Hey, Hemi, have you got a way for us to become millionaires? I do, I do. I live to give, Miss Ol, you know that. And, uh, yeah, I've got some exciting news around the million-dollar fish, which we've spoken about a little bit uh, over the last couple of weeks on the show, up in the Northern Territory. Mm. Now, you've got to go to milliondollarfish.com.au, get yourself up there. Uh, we've had nine 10,000 fish, uh, $10,000 fish have now been caught, but we really want the million dollars to go off. So a couple of $10,000 fish swimming around, um, and another 12 of those have actually been upgraded and they're now worth a million bucks. So if you get up to the NT, there's now 24 fish swimming around up there that are worth a million dollars. If you catch a tagged fish, oh. you've actually now got a one in four chance it's worth a million bucks. So uh, that's the exciting news today. That's pretty I'm, cool. I'm assuming Vossi and Brandy are, are up there on their fishing yep. trip at the moment. So good luck, boys. Hopefully they can catch one. But uh, yeah, get yourself up there because uh, it could be well worth it. What if you catch a crocodile that ate a million dollar fish? And you find the tag inside a crocodile. Where does your mind take you? Well, I'm just thinking I'm up mind. in the Northern Territory, how many of these fish have been eaten? <laughs> yeah, a bit of a grey area there, Miss. So I might have to take that one on notice. Uh, I suppose it would depend on how much of the fish is still, uh, you know, um, recognisable as a fish. But uh, look, I'll, I'll report back tomorrow. I'll get a bit of clarity for you on that one. But uh, yeah, it's certainly an interesting question. <laughs> we'll play that. Uh, back to safer areas for MC night and um, yep. NRL. Uh, I've got some team top try scorers. Maybe can we go the three of us, our teams? Can we start with MC's Dragons? Yeah, sure. All right, I'll take you to the Dragons uh, first. I'd actually scroll down a lot. Thursday threesome. Which I thought, which I thought, <laughs> scroll down. I, I prepared a little Thursday threesome for uh, for MC's uh, anniversary, but I'll, I'll go to the. <laughs> uh, well, someone said Michaeli, Daddy Holidays. Uh, <laughs> Michaeli Ravalawa, uh, dollar oh, yeah. twenty five, is, is, is a favourite there, as you probably would have would expect. It. Tyrell Sloan and Zach Lomax are getting at the eight dollar mark. Uh, so that's the Dragons for you in a nutshell, Missile. How much was Sloan? Eight bucks. To that's, finish as the Dragons lead in Trust. Yeah, but that's for first grade, not New South Wales Cup, MC. That's interesting. $8. <laughs> He's not going to have to score a lot of tries. No, nah, Ravalawa would get a truckload. Mm, yeah, interesting. In their three wins. Uh, <laughs> all right, what about the Bulldogs, Hemi? But, uh, the Fox, $1.36. Uh, yeah. uh, Jacob Kiro has 7 bucks, and, and Stephen Crichton's there uh, at the $7 mark as mm. well. So, you're getting, you know, tough to see the Fox getting knocked off, but... A little bit of value in some of those other ones there. And, and then my Tigers? boys, the West Tigers. Yeah, well, a three-way tie at the top. Crowded at the top. So much depth at the Tigers. Missile, <laughs> this is where we're probably coming into a bit of uh, trouble at the Tigers. We've got Charlie Stain, the Forbes Ferrari, Jareem Buller, and Junior Tupo. Uh, $3.10 mm. for all three of those guys. But all 17 teams, they're all priced up. 
Um, we've got in nice and early at sports, but footy's only a couple of weeks away. But the top 10 prize scorers are live on the app now. And what's your threesome Thursday? Yeah, my Thursday threesome. I've just built some out of uh, a couple of the clubs here for the, the top team try scorer. I'm looking at Greg Marju to be the top Newcastle Knights try scorer at a dollar forty. Brian To'o for the Panthers at a dollar eighty, and Khan Pereira for the Titans at a dollar thirty six. So that Thursday threesome will get you three dollars forty two. It's a bit of a slow burn that one, obviously through the season, but um, get on there. You can multi them together. Uh, it, it's a really great market to get around. And talking love, Hemi, for those that don't know, Hemi is a real Donald Bradman. I met Hemi's lovely girlfriend. Uh, how long have you been together, Hemi? <laughs> We've actually been together three years uh, now. So, um, I mean, they grow up so fast, don't they, Michelle? <laughs> uh, you know, she hasn't stacked me yet, and every day is a blessing for me. So, uh, very, very uh, grateful and aware that I'm uh, batting well above my average. Overs, unders on the drop knee? Oh, look, uh, I might have to take that one on notice a bit like the... Uh, <laughs> rattle, rattle. Yeah, rattle. all right. Thanks, Hemi. Talk soon. <laughs> have a good one, boys. Chat tomorrow. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Vanessa. Our breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up, here's some of what's making news. The Rabbitohs have announced overnight that this will be Tom Burgess's final season in the NRL. He'll head over to the Super League from next season on a, a three-year deal worth, ah, question mark, with Huddersfield. What do you reckon Tom Burgess will get? I'm going to say 300,000 pounds. Yeah, I was about to say half a mil, Aussie, roughly. I don't know what the conversion yeah. is. It's about two to one. Yeah, I was going to say about two half a mil, so that's not... Yeah. Because he doesn't count as a quota. But as I said, the interesting thing is that he's not going to brother Sam's team. Sam Burgess coaches Warrington. Uh, he's opted to go to Huddersfield. Come to the Bulldogs, Tom. Come to the Bulldogs. No middles. Mm. You know who I think's in for a big year? Max King. There. I said it. Last year, he had the rib cartilage injury. He had a foot injury. He played on through all of it. Started the season really well. And there was origin whispers. Might have been for Bulldogs fans. I don't know. But. I think he's in for a bit. He just needs some help. Yeah, he does. Former Manly High Performance Manager Don Singe has broken in, uh, broken down in tears at the coronial inquest into the death of Keith Titmus, saying that NRL clubs perhaps need to overhaul their pre-season training processes and address signs and symptoms better. Uh, Virat Kohli will miss the next two test matches against England due to the impending birth of his second child. He's already missed the first two in the series. The five-match series is tied one all. Exciting series. Yeah. Would, would, obviously, you are young when you were competing, but... Would I have missed events for... Mm. Well, swimming's unique in that you might have to wait another couple of years yeah. to get another shot. So, yeah. without having gone through it, I'm going to say that I would have played or swum. Yep. Mitch Moses played the major semi... Yeah. And his wife was giving birth, right? Did he miss it? Yeah. He missed it. They were playing in Townsville against Parramatta. Oh, against North Queensland. Well, they made the grand final anyway, so mm. worth it. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers coach Mark Rudin. Hey? It was last year. Hey? It was last year. Oh, last year? No. Was it, was it was a grand final oh, year. Oh, then he went to the World Cup. And then he went to the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. See, this is what happens when I don't do my own research yes, and Dan yes. butts in. No, <laughs> it wasn't Dan's fault. He made the grand final. Yeah, worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Western Sydney Wanderers coach, depending on who you speak to, it's either Mark Rudin or Mark Rudan, 
has doubled down on his comments about A-League officials, now going further by criticising A-League management. I can go on and on about a lot of situations within our game um, that, that disappoint me, you know, from, from top to bottom. We've had CEOs who are running our game who, have never, who haven't really had skin in the game. You know, Ben Buckley and, and David Gallup, good guys, no dramas. But unless you actually know this game and have been involved in it for the last 40 years, from the NSL era to the community clubs and, 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 and how that started and until the A-League and how that formed and, and how disappointed a lot of the community you know, established clubs were. And then, you know, unless you understand all that and all the internal bickering and fighting and, you know, and understanding how to speak to people, I mean, managing situations is all about people and communicating, you know, and we still get it wrong. The lack of communication last year with the grand final in Sydney. You know, these are all issues that our game has that could, can and, and, and should be avoided. But for some reason, we keep still doing this and making the same mistakes over and over again. And here we are, you know, other codes just, just you know, in the background laughing at us. Hmm. A-League, riveting. Uh, hey, I forgot to return servants. Hey, would you still turn up and fulfil your work duties when your wife's giving birth? Um. Yeah, depending on what I'm doing, and but I, I was going to try and, and be there for the birth. Yeah. Um. Last year was I uh, last bub was convenient. It was on a Sunday, which I don't work. Okay. And then I did three sixty the next night. There it is. On very little sleep. He shows up NRL three sixty. That's why you're on the big bucks, MC. <laughs> Give us a call on the open line. Discuss any of these issues or any other topic you'd like. Give MC some love advice. The lines are available now on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. In just a moment, we'll take a deeper look at some of the big NRL stories. Uh, there's some big ones coming from the Courier Mail's Peter Bedell, your workmate. Bomber. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. Yeah, with James Magnuson and Michael Karianis, and joining us on the line, missile is the great Peter Bomber Bedell. Bomber, how you going, champion? Good morning, boys. How are you going? I'm well. I'm well. You've been busy, mate. The back page story today regarding Peter Volandis and a potential blockbuster deal for TV rights in America. Can you explain this to us? Yeah, absolutely. So, look, the Vegas venture is really kicking off for, for the NRL, and it can be a real fiscal bonanza for the game. Now, I spoke to Peter Volandis yesterday, and he's very confident that not only do we have obviously a lucrative TV deal here in Australia, of course, but they are now spreading their tentacles to America. And, you know, in a first for rugby league, these two doubleheaders in Vegas on March the 3rd will be shown live on primetime television in America on Fox one. It's a, it's a huge coup for rugby league to have the Broncos roosters and Manly South live on primetime TV in America. It will go to a market of more than a hundred million Americans. So that's a, that's, one great step. And then as an adjunct to that, guys, they're now looking to have that deal extended to five years. So five years of the doubleheader being shown live on American television. And ultimately, the longer-term plan is for live weekly games during the NRL season to be shown live on American TV. So this is stage one, the doubleheader live in America. But down the track, Peter Valandis believes that, that we can have regular NRL games shown live in American TV, which would be huge given the population base over there. It could be a massive win for rugby league. Hey, Pete, was that you I saw lining up behind some of the NRL players at the American <laughs> Consulate yesterday? <laughs> 
Yeah, look, I, I'm not saying anything about my dark past guys, <laughs> as, a, as a bra boy from, from Maroubra 2035, but... Um, yeah, I had to go to Lowe's and get a cheap suit, James. So, yeah, thanks for your support, <laughs> mate. Thanks for outing me there. Well, what, what, how do you expect that to play out? Obviously, there was interviews yesterday, a few more to play out today. Do you, do you expect everyone to, to get on the plane, not just get on the plane, be allowed entry into the US, Bomber? Well, look, guys, I, I can't see any issue for most of them. Look, from what I understand, talking to Peter Valenis, look, naturally, they'll probably have the support of the NRL. They may get character references, some of them. But I think most guys may just have to disclose some previous indiscretions. And after interviews with US authorities, you would hope they get the rubber stamp. Although, look, there may be some that have some bigger issues. I mean, Reese Walsh, the Broncos' young gun, he had a cocaine issue a couple of years ago. He pled guilty to that here in, in Queensland and uh, subsequently was fined during his time at the Warriors. So he may have to explain himself. I'm told he did yesterday at the consulate. So, look, I, I can only hope, Mick, that with the support of the NRL and, and some of the heavy hitters there that they'll all get the green light. We certainly hope that no guys are blocked because if a, if a Reese Walsh was blocked, it would be a disaster for the Vegas mm. venture. So let, let's hope they all get the green light and we just see the best footballers over there at Allegiant Stadium. How are you finding it with Desi Hasler <laughs> up north of the border now? Have you had any dealings with him yet? Uh, but uh, he, look, guys, he's, the reports I've had is that he's been outstanding. I've spoken to a couple of Titans players. I've spoken to some managers of Titans players, and they say they're raving about Des, and they're saying he's definitely brought a harder edge. They, I think they had to have a more intense edge to their training and their overall mm. collective attitude. And I, I believe, guys, for too long, the Titans have had a soft underbelly mentally. But I think physically they'll be a fitter team this year, and I think mentally they'll be a sharper team this year. So I think I think we're going to see good things from the Titans this year. They're on the up, and, and I think if they needed a hard edge, Des Hasler is the man to do it. Over-unders on Queensland teams in the top eight. I'll give you a line of two. <laughs> Mate, can you, what are your tips, James? Give me something. Well, give me something. I, I'm, I'm tipping Brisbane and Cowboys in the top eight. Can the Titans yep. or Dolphins steal a third spot? I love the Dolphins lineup this year, maybe mm. just a little short on halves, but the Titans are the dark horse. Their squad on paper <laughs> looks awesome, but they just never seem to pull through. Yeah, look, it's, it's a good point, mate. Look, I, I've got to be honest, boys. I, I think the jury's out a little bit on for the Broncos with me. I, I, they've just lost so many key players from that grand final squad last year. Like They've lost four key players, um, led by Kurt Capewell, of course, Tom Flegler, who was outstanding, Herbie Farnworth and Keenan Pagliasia. They're, they're, they're huge losses. So, look, I think they make the top four this year still, the Broncos, whether they go all the way with some of the erosion of their talent, I'm not sure. And let's hope Adam Reynolds, their halfback, stays fit. I think, guys, you're right there, James. I think the Dolphins can be the big improvers. I like what they've added with Flegler and Farnworth. And I think Avarillo signing from the Dogs, he'll be very handy out wide with his speed. So I think they're a real improver. Guys, I'm worried about the Cowboys. They had a disappointing year last year. And I, I just think if Todd Payton doesn't get it right up there, I, I can't see them making the finals unless they have a, a quick start. So, yeah, look, all four teams up here, they should be competitive. The Titans have every reason to think they can make the finals. We've got a text message here for you, Bomber, regarding Tavita Pangai Jr. It's from Anthony and him signing, potentially signing with South Logan. You've been all over this Tavita Pangai Jr. story. You spoke to him last week for, for the Sunday papers. What's the latest with Tavita? 
Yeah, MC, I broke this story this morning or overnight. Look, yeah, he's so my information is he's very keen to make his way back into rugby league via the, the host plus Queensland Cup. So it show, he wants to show that he's serious about rugby league. I mean, obviously, he wants to keep boxing and, and juggle both sports, which he believes he can do. But if he does come back to rugby league, his first step will be looking to go to South Logan, which is a feeder club to the Broncos. So he'll have a fight in March and then look to join South Logan, who are coached by Carmichael Hunt, with whom he has a good relationship. Mm. He'll join them around April and then try and build some match fitness with 10 or so games before he hopes to return to the Broncos. Now, the Broncos haven't made an offer at this stage, but they do have salary cap space. So if he was in the cap at around 250000 my mail is they could afford him if they wanted to sign him. So is that able to be signed off on, given that he would have been on a deal worth 750000 this year with the Bulldogs? They can just get him at a pro rata rate of two fifty, and that's fine on the cap? Yeah, that's exactly right, James. So what they do is they divide his his nominal figure, so the figure they would rate him at, which let's say that's 750000 given that was his Bulldogs contract, divided by the 27 rounds. Mm. They work out the, per, the figure per game. And then they times that by the amount of games he plays. So if he plays 10 games, for example, for the Broncos, it's about $270,000. So the the Bronx could pay him less. They could pay him, for example, 150, but the 270 figure would be the figure that goes into the cap. So that that avoids cap rorts and clubs Mm. trying to get guys on the cheap. How do you think that halfback at South Logan would be feeling about having Tavita coming there when he said he doesn't like taking orders from little halfbacks? (laughs) <laughs> well, you might have a walkout at South Logan. Yeah. He's the only bloke playing for the Magpies. <laughs> and lots of signing and, and re-signing news at the Broncos of late. Ezra done. You had Reynolds, um, Adam Reynolds yesterday. And, is and that done? Is that done, Bomber? Re- Reynolds isn't done yet, but I'm told that oh. will it will be done before Vegas kicks off. So they're in the final stages now. They're just working out some third parties and, and post-football employment issues. Um, so I think you'll find, yeah, they'll do a 12-month extension for, for Renault in the next few weeks. And then after that, the great Reese Walsh, they'll look to, to upgrade him, which would be a real coup if they can do that. What's that worth? That, I mean... Sydney clubs would be champing at the bit to have a crack at Reese Walsh. 1.2, 1.3, this new salary cap, the world's his oyster. Oh, it absolutely is, James. I mean, I, I think he could certainly earn more if he went to Sydney, but um, as he realises, it's God's country up here, boys. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he, he's loving the suntan. Oh, look, I, I think he stays. He's dollar one to stay at the Broncos. Mm. He, he won't leave. It's just a matter of finalising the... the the fiscal terms, but I believe I believe he'll become a million dollar man at the club eventually. Maybe not next year, but certainly in the years ahead. And it'll be a long term deal, similar to Ezra Mam's deal. So I think they've they've got the uh, the makings of a premiership team there if, if Reese stays for the long haul. Seems like it's turned around now. It always was when I was growing up. The Broncos got whoever they wanted. Mm. We went through a short period there without having trouble retaining or signing new players. Now back to business for the Broncos. Is that right, Pete? Yeah, James, it is. And look, I've got to say, I mean, I've covered the Broncos now for 17 years and I was there during the Seabold, Anthony Seabold years and it was such a fractured group. They weren't a happy group at training and I I was there yesterday at training and they're just just a happy team. There's a lot more contentment and it's a credit to Kevin Walters. He promised to bring unity and I see that in this young group. They're very close and we always see in premiership teams, James, that 
a nucleus is having a young group that are young, local juniors that come through together like the Panthers and the Broncos now have that base and, and with their bedrock of young guns and, and the happiness in the joint and the, the fitness and the demands that are driven by their their high-performance team there, oh, this Broncos team is still on the way up. All right. Well, good luck with the visa, Pete. Uh, we'll chat to you soon and hopefully we're talking to you around origin time about a famous Blues victory. Thanks, James. Well, I had my email this morning, boys. I've been approved. So see you in space. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm not coming. Enjoy. Uh, Look after Reedy for us. All right. There he is, Peter Bedell from the Courier Mail. This is Summer Breakfast. A reminder, Vossi and Brandy are back Monday. Welcome back, Sydney. You're on 11.70 a.m., the home of sport in Sydney. Uh, if you're just waking up, plenty of news around today. John Rahm has spoken about signing with Liv. And he's disappointed, MC. He's sad. That $900 million that he got still doesn't allow him to play in PGA events. It was a lot harder to to be at home not competing and, and know that those events were going on. Palm Springs and Torrey, those weeks were hard. Uh, I mean, I, I've explained how many times how important Torrey is for me. Uh, and driving by Phoenix as often as I had to and, and knowing that I wasn't going to play there, it's, it's definitely emotional. Right, that's one of the things that I'm going to miss, and I'm hoping that in the near future I can I can be back playing some of those events. I would certainly love to go back and and play some of them. Yeah, okay, John Rum. Uh, the Dragons, <laughs> <laughs> the Dragons have continued the absolute signing spree, adding to their blockbuster squad with drumroll MC Christian Tupolotu. Huge signing from Manly, um, a okay. winger. Um, Does this bump them up into a top eight side now? <laughs> Don't feel like that. You're just disappointed he can only play one position, unlike everyone that Canterbury signed. Oh, <laughs> no, he's, glass houses, he's, right? Um, <laughs> he's uh, you know he had some depth on, on that wing. Um, Shane Flanagan knows him, coached with him at Manly. Last Why do year. I keep seeing these predicted squads with Zach Lomax on the wing? Well, it looks like that's what's going to happen. With what? Yeah, it's interesting. Are you serious? Well. I think it's because he's going to play a little bit of fullback as well, so it allow it allows him to roam a bit rather than being pigeonholed um, at centre. So I think Sloan and Lomax will switch positions at times during so games. So we're talking now about a roving winger. I know Tom Trevojevic was a roving centre. Yeah, state of origin. it's not uncommon to have someone. And you know we've seen players in the past that have transitioned from uh, wing and fullback at times. Roger Tulvasashek, the Roosters did it plenty when he was there with. Um, you know, Minicello and, and Michael Gordon. That's happened before. Nathan Blacklock was a prime example of a winger that wasn't pigeonholed on the wing. He used to roam and mm. pop up on, on both sides of the field. So I think it's a way to try and get Zach Lomax involved more. And he's got to be better defensively than he has been over the last couple of years at centre. So you're happy with that? I don't mind. As you try, they need to try at, stuff. Just put him at fullback. He's your best player. Put him at fullback. <sighs> if I you're think- worried about... Uh, Zach Lomax defensively. Tyrell Sloan, hello. Yeah, but there's a difference between being in the front line, which where Lomax has been. Like Sloan's been yeah. defensively poor as well, no doubt. But well, at the moment, if they, if a team makes a line break, it's just blow the whistle now. It's not it's even Ostak. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know, I know. And that's what they've been working on with Sloan. And I said it, I think it was last week or earlier this week around the Dragons, where I'm going to judge them on the improvement on the likes of, of Lomax and Sloan. Um, not necessarily where they finish on the ladder because I don't have any expectations for for them to do any well this year. But if he can get if Flanagan can get improvement out of those guys and Suley, these guys who have shown glimpses of being really good players but haven't been able to put it together, 
if he can get that out of them, then the Dragons can say that they're heading in the right direction. All right, our open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We've got a call from the bag on the Central Coast. Morning, bag. No, we don't. The bag was on the open line, but he's dropped off. Is he back? We're just checking for you, Miss Sol. Okay, we'll get back to thank you. Very you. Soon. Uh, Pedro the Rooster said, "Poor John Rahm. All those zeros can't quell his emotion. Can we start a GoFundMe page?" <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, Christian Ch- Chui Pilotto frees up space so Nathan Brown can be added to the top Manly thirty. Yeah, top from, thirty squad. Yeah, from, Manly. from Manly's perspective, that's right. So we're talking about from the Dragons' perspective. The reason the the Seagulls have let him go is because obviously they signed Jackson Palo and Tommy Talau. Um, so they got that depth there in the outside backs, but they wanted to create a spot for Nathan Brown, who's been on a train and trial deal and apparently braining it at training. And I'd say he fits into their top 17 come round one. All right. The bag's back on the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Morning, bag. Yeah, very good morning to you, lads. Uh, Listen, I heard the um, the ad in and around the basketball on Sunday. I was going to give that a wrap, and it's a great afternoon out there. Give that a Guernsey at the Kings there the other week. They really get the, the crowd engaged. But then I heard you want uh, some tips for MC, some love advice, and mm. I don't know, I'm off the blank. But I didn't understand. I didn't even know there was such a thing until a couple of months ago. Listened to a friend's potty that love languages. Yeah, love languages. Yes. Well, what's your girlfriend's or your wife's love language, MC? Food. Yeah, oh, food. <laughs> what the? Okay, well, bag. Have you got any advice for him? Well, you just got to find out what that love. I think you got to get a bit of an understanding about it. What a love language is, what your own is, what your partner's is, and and then try and put it into place. What would yours be, the bag? What's yours? Well, I don't want to sound like a misogynist or that, but I, I I'm not. I don't mind if uh, the missus cleans the place up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely. That's a lovely. All righty. <laughs> How does that go down? Well, you know, well, I'll be getting on the mop and bucket in a moment. But yeah. if I'm being frank, I think our love language is at 57 years of age. She says, uh, do you want to go up and pop a blue boy? So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting to some good areas this morning. There you go, MC. There you go. Advice from the bag. Oh, wow. Hey, uh, we're going to get a little bit more serious now. I'm actually super excited about this chat. George Kambosis Jr., he's got a massive fight coming up, MC, with Lomachenko. It doesn't get any bigger in Australian boxing than this. This is box office stuff, and I'm very excited to tell our listeners. George Kambosis joins us live on the line now. Welcome to the program. Hey, guys, uh, absolute pleasure to be on. Now, in terms of box office fights, Vasily Lomachenko, it does not get any bigger than this in Australian boxing. Talk to me about this fight. Yeah, exactly right. This fight is uh, it's a mega fight, and to be able to bring this fight to Australia. Now, this fight anywhere in the world is, is a mega fight, but you know, bringing this fight, obviously, to Perth now into Australia is absolutely huge. Uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, opportunity, once in a lifetime event, and uh, it doesn't get any bigger. The, the only thing that that coincides with this big fight is the fight that I had with, with Devin Haney. So yeah, uh, it, it shows what Cambosis is doing. It shows how we are bringing the biggest stars, you know, to Australia and fighting the, the best of the best. You know, Vasily Lomachenko is a legend of the sport. He's a three division world champion, two time Olympic gold medalist. But um, 
Gambosis, myself, myself is hormone disputed, current IBA world champion, uh, six-time world champion. So this fight is, is a big, big fight in the world, big fight here. And, um, you know, history is on the line, legacy is on the line, and uh, careers are both on the line as well because the winner of this fight, you know, goes back to lightweight supremacy while the loser kind of takes a, a big, big step back. Some of the most exciting scenes I've seen in Australian sport were the the Greek fans and the Cambosis fans marching through the streets of Melbourne to the Devon Haney fight. That was just unbelievable. Are we expecting similar scenes over there in Perth? Yeah, look, the uh, the Greeks get behind it. Obviously, the Australian fans get behind it. But um, their moments and seeing their moments, uh, obviously, prior to my fight with Haney were amazing. Um, I know the, the Greeks, the, the Hellas uh, club, have the uh, one of the, the bays there in Perth. They are going to be there. They're going to be loud. They're going to be crazy. But again, the Perth fans and everyone flying in for this fight um, are going to be behind us supporting. And the atmosphere is going to be incredible. RSC Arena. Uh, just got voted as the best indoor arena in the country. So uh, when we talk about atmosphere, when we talk about the fight that, that we have on hand with Styles, uh, myself and Lomachenko, it's going to be crazy. And trying to get a ticket, um, tickets are pretty much all gone. There are a few mm. bronze and a couple of silvers left, but you know, all the big, big tickets are all gone. So, you know, this is going to be a great atmosphere. And, uh, you know, the people that, that can't get there, um, they'll, they'll have the opportunity to watch it, you know, from their house. And I know it is Mother's Day that day as well. So, um, you know, put it on, watch your, your the great Cambosis take on the great Lomachenko, and I'm sure your, your mum's going to enjoy it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to echo what Missile said. I was at uh, the first Haney fight, George, in, in Melbourne, and it was electric. The, the streets, yeah. the vibe, the crowd, the music, um, it, it was a, an iconic moment in, in Australian sport. But this Lomachenko fight, you've wanted this for a while haven't you? It went close to, to happening before the, the Haney fight. So this has been years uh, building up to it. Yeah, it really has. This fight is a fight that I've been looking at for many years. It's a fight that I've wanted before I became champion um, when Lomachenko was you know, pound for pound number one in the world. This is a guy that you know has been a pound for pound number one. He is a three-division world champion. His, his accolades are huge in the sport. He is a future Hall of Famer. Uh, but it's a guy that we've won for a long time. We see the holes. And when you you match up both styles, my style and his style. It's a totally different fight compared to a guy like Devin Haney and myself. With you know, Devin's got that American slick kind of style. He runs, he moves, he holds. Lomachenko is going to come straight for me, and I'm going to come straight for Lomachenko. Now, there's going to be a lot of high IQ boxing. Uh, in... Well, we well, might have just lost you, George. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get George back straight back on the line. Get him straight back on the line. You, you did mention that that Haney fight missile, and I was lucky enough to be there. It was madness. Like yeah. boxing always brings a bit that of a was different. So cool. Brings a different crowd, um, no doubt. But um, that that Haney fight, there, there was people everywhere. It, that was, it, it so was cool. rocking. George, I've got him back on the line. That that Haney fight in the lead up and and um, post it the first one and heading into the second one, there was genuine. Bad blood there between you guys, but you guys seem to have uh, forged a really good relationship. Now, what's your connection like with Lemoncheco? Yeah, look, me and Devin Haney, we had that competitive, uh, you know, nature. Really, you know, both young guys, both guys that, um, you know, when it gets down to it, we like to talk, and obviously you got to promote the fight, but uh, it was a, a kind of, you know, bad blood for each other. Now, me and Lemoncheco is a different scenario. You know, we are, you know, a little bit older now, more experienced, and 
I could never come out and start disrespecting a guy like Lomachenko. He's a legend of the sport. If I mm. disrespected him and, and showed him that disrespect, I'd look like the biggest idiot. Um, it's not what I'm about. Obviously, the Haney followers are different. We had a, a, a young, a brash American who likes the millions of dollars of jewellery. And, uh, you know, you want to kind of get in his head with, with certain things. But Vasily uh, Lomachenko is a true legend of the sport. So um, there's a lot of respect there. there. Um, but again, when we step inside that ring, that respect is gone. That is finished. And um, I'm coming to take him out, and he's coming to do the same thing. What's changed uh, within your camp since the Haney fight? Have you got any new sparring partners, any new training tactics? Are you planning on improving, I guess, in the lead-up to this Lomachenko fight? A lot has changed. Uh, we have a, a tremendous coach, our head coach, Anton Kadushin, who is uh, one of the head Olympic Russian coaches, um, the, the Olympic coach over there. This guy has a wealth of knowledge. Uh, his bread and butter is that Russian, European, Soviet style. So um, sometimes, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And we linked up with Anton um, after, obviously, my, my last coach uh, had some personal issues. And unfortunately, he's not with us, you know, at this present time. Um, but, you know, things happen in, in a crazy way. And, um, you know, me and Anton met by chance, going to a local gym shop. Um, who would think that you would bump into, you know, the head Olympic Russian coach and they're going to buy some gym equipment and all of a sudden you, you turn around and you hear a, a, a Russian accent, you know, <laughs> saying your name and all of a sudden you start talking and, you know, fast forward five months now, we've been working extremely well and um, this, this guy has, has really rejuvenated my career. He's really put, um, you know, a, a lot of good boxing senses back, back into my style and, uh you, know, you need someone that knows his style inside out, knows the, the, the bread and butter of, of what you know a Soviet kind of style will bring, and um, you know the sparring partners as well. We get great sparring partners. He's got some really good Russian sparring partners. Even one of them looks like Lomachenko. So that's how you know how perfection <laughs> we are with everything, and they'll be coming out very soon. So uh, it's been already 13 weeks out, you know, tremendous camp, and uh, we can't, can't wait to. Showcase all May 12. You mentioned running into the trainer at the gym, and you eventually he eventually got a job. I've run into you at the shops. You haven't offered me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, um, I'm still trying to think of, of what part I, I can put you in. <laughs> but, um, Head of media. We'll, 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 we'll find something, don't worry. But, but yeah, look, it's, it's, a crazy, it's a crazy story, and uh, you know, we, we truly believe it, and Anton believes it as well, that uh, this was, was God's work. This was meant to be. This you know, who would think you'd run into, you'd go to the gym shop and, uh, you know, mm. you, you bump into an Olympic Russian head national coach um, and, and all of a sudden, you know, you start working. So I believe this is destiny and a fight that I've, I've been wanting to have for a long time with Lomachenko. And, you know, it's all going to be for show on, on May 12th. That's where, you know, we're going to see, is it for real? Or obviously, um, you know, it, it didn't work. But I truly believe in, in my heart and, um, you know, a lot of people are going to doubt me. Against coming up against a guy like Lomachenko, but I truly believe that I'm going to win this fight, and uh, I've got that edge back. People in the know tell me that you drive a very nice car to the gym. <laughs> Can you talk to us about that? Uh, I've got a couple of nice cars now, so it uh, depends which one I'm driving. Uh, but I, I, obviously, the one I think you're, you're uh, referring to is my nice Audi R8, uh, beautiful V10 engine, sitting over 600 horsepower, but. Um, I just bought a new uh, GOS 2024 AMG, so big family car, luxury car. So I'm starting to actually enjoy that one a little bit more. It's not as noisy as the Audi, but um, that's 
yeah, the, the, the perks and the fruits of the labour I've had to sacrifice a lot and, and, and put in extreme amounts of work to kind of have these little bit of, you know, luxury toys. But again, I don't get um, too mixed up in, in the, uh, you know, the material things. And, um, you know, I focus on, you know, when I go to the gym, my mindset is, is putting in extreme, you know, amounts of work and you know, destroying myself for two, three hours, you know, in that session to make sure that I'm ready come, obviously, fight night. One of the biggest accolades, I reckon, and I might be a little bit biased, but one of the biggest accolades in the combat world is to get an invite onto the Joe Rogan podcast. You had that privilege. Can you tell us what was that like and what's his setup like there in, in Austin? And the, I've heard he's got a great gym, the ice bars, the saunas, all that. What was what was that experience like? Oh, look, it was amazing. You know, when I beat Cesar Malopez and become uh, undisputed chairman of the world, you know, it, it was a whirlwind. You know, we did the American tour and uh, we were at all the, the big fights. But, you know, we capped it off. We'd been invited to, to go on Joe Rogan. And as we know, Joe Rogan is the biggest, you know, podcaster in the world, the biggest, uh, one, of the, one of the global icons in the world and most recognised people in the world. So to get that invite personally from Joe Rogan and, and get that message and obviously wanting to have me on there, it was, it was amazing. Uh, just going there, seeing the... Uh, facility the 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 warehouse he has you'd never pick it from the outside it's very low key on the outside but as soon as you go inside you just uh you know it's, it's joe's place that's where he does his uh his awesome podcast and just sitting there with him and, and going back and forth and obviously i, I kept having to pinch myself because i couldn't mm. believe that i was sitting there with with joe rogan you know it was, it was uh incredible great fun and uh you know one of my, uh, you know, experiences. I'm going to look back, you know, many years from now and say, "Wow, you know, that that was that was cool." That's something no one can ever take away from you. Showing the grandkids the world title belts, the Joe Rogan podcast, very, very cool. Hey, from Joe Rogan to summer breakfast with <laughs> compatriot Michael Carianas. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, George. Hey, good luck in this fight. We're all behind you. Uh, some of us in here have made a lot of money betting on you on your come up. So we're going to go again. When you're in your fight with Lomachenko, all the best. We'll be cheering you on. Definitely. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Obviously, this is a mega fight, and uh, I'm doing everything I can to, to bring another world title you know, back to Australia and, and have it here and, and cement that legacy. But um, I know the support from all of Australia's behind me and, and all the Greeks as well, and you know, a lot of, lot of uh, great fans behind me. Thanks, guys. And uh, now tune in May 12th. This will be history. There he is, George Cambosis, world champion and Australia's greatest boxer currently. Uh, it's going to be a huge event, and all of our SEN fans and listeners will get behind him, no doubt. Uh, we're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. A cloudy day across Sydney today. We're heading for a top of 25 degrees in the city and 26 at Penrith. Plenty of you wanting to have your say on the Edgewater Homes text line. We'll get to all of you in just a moment. Oh, Vossie and Brandy, back on Monday. <laughs> is Vossie and Brandy going to be talking about half-day motels and blue pills? G-strings. And... What else have we gone? What path have we gone over the last couple of days? I don't know. Lots of sport. My mind takes me to funny places, hey, MC. Oh, yes. Uh, Matty Johns returns tomorrow for Morning Glory, 9am with Andrew Webster and Denon Kemp. I think maybe on the reserves bench, Andrew Johns. Or no longer with us. I don't know. No longer required. But here make the top on 30. SEN 1170 AM, the home of sport in Sydney. The good news about that is two goats in that family. One of them, the goat of rugby league, 
the other, the goat of the media. Yeah. We've got the goat of the media here mm. on SEN 1170 yeah, AM. Definitely. That's why we're the home of sport in Sydney. Reminder, you can win weekly prizes and a major prize of an NRL grand final experience. Thanks to the brand of hot, we- hot water, not hot weather, hot water that comes on steady, hot and strong. Reem. I am Ron Burgundy. I'll just read whatever's in front of me sometimes. It's not good. Visit nrltipping.sen.com. Have you heard my live reads? Yeah. Live reads are hard. When you get the giggles, you're doing a a live read and you get the giggles. It's just game over. And I actually do get giggles. Heaps of support coming through for George Cambosis. Pump for that. I'll be watching the fight, George. I hope you smash him, says the Western Sydney Eagle. Uh, MC, what about a top shelf... Fruity floral perfume. Now, there's a good idea. And also, with his 900 million, John Rahm can play Torrey Pines 3.1 million times and probably have Margot Robbie as his caddy. No violins for you, John Rahm, says Rob. Uh, All right. Still to come. We're going to get a little bit more advice from MC from our text line. 0457 736 736. It's his four-year wedding anniversary. Congratulations, MC. All the listeners' advice soon. Thanks, Vanessa. Our breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're only just waking up, you've missed a massive show, plenty of discussion, including MC's lack of sleep, his poor young one was sick overnight, didn't get to bed till 1 a.m., and don't we know it. Uh, <laughs> it's, also, it's his wedding anniversary today. Yay! Uh, four years, which means you have to get a present of flowers and fruit. Trying to figure out how he can work those in today. He's booked in up, but honestly, it's not enough. He needs to go the big lift. So give us some advice. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. What did you give your wife for her fourth year wedding anniversary? Uh, if you own a wallet, you're now considered old. This new generation, no wallets. Licenses now on the phone. Yeah, that's, Cards now on your phone. As you said... Uh, missile. That was the game changer. The the license on the phone uh, because you know I think the uh, you could tap and go before the license really became yeah. on the phone. And then once the license came on the phone, you get Medicare on the phone. Even the Opal card now, you just tap your phone. Yep. The only one left, uh, the only things left in my wallet that I can't put on my phone are my club. Uh, what would you call them? Your, your, your club oh, your memberships. memberships. Yeah, your local. Like my North yes. Bondi RSL yes. or yeah. my Dremoyne yeah. Sailing Club. Yes, or definitely, yes. What, so clubs, what clubs are you a part of? There's That's probably my only two current would be Dremoyne Sailing Club and North Bondi RSL. The one that gets a whirl the most is Old Park Sports Club for mine. Right. Which is my local. It used to be 395 Coronas until at some point last year. I think they're 420 now and it's such a – it's a, actually, listen here, sometimes I get some people here – uh, when I've gone in and they said they'd text in, but they never text in, but they listen to the show. So nice. hello everyone there. What about you? You're not that far from Reevesby. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been to Reevesby Works That's for a grouse years, club. years, years. I like it. St. George Blues Club membership. <laughs> Disgusting. Are you a member? <laughs> yeah. How long have you been a member for? St. George Leagues? No, St. George Football. Football Club? Yeah. Oh, since I turned 18. Yeah, nice. Yeah. You got a specific seat? Oh, season tickets? Yeah, season uh, tickets. Oh, season tickets. Yeah, uh, mum and dad are season ticket holders, mm. and they buy an extra seat that they sort of share, we sort of share it. But I, I don't get to games that often anymore yeah. because of, of work. But I try to get to Cogra once a year if I can, when I'm not working. What about Win? 
No, I'm there enough for work. We used Where to do go. Where do they play more games, Win or Cogra? It's split, um, depending on when Anzac Day is. Because uh, Anzac Day, is gen- if it's a St. George home game, a Dragons home game, they take it away from Cogra, yeah. generally speaking. Uh, but Win is probably, Win would have had more games over the years. Uh, we had some audio of Michael Maguire talking about Blues incumbency. He says it won't mean a thing this year when he's choosing the New South Wales Blues side. A couple of players that that uh, is most pertinent for MC. I guess Tedesco, obviously. Jerome Luai, Damien Cook, Abu yep. Corusau, those sort of vet like Isaiah Yo. Isaiah Yo, yep. Jake Trebojevic. Junior Paolo. Junior Paolo. Yeah, those sort of guys that have been there. For the last couple of years. I'm excited to see a Hamole Olakuatu. Yeah. Um, and Keon play. I know he played last year, but see a, a bit more Matungi. of, of Colin Jeez, that's a scary back row partnership. Very scary. Yeah. Wouldn't want to cross them in a dark yeah. alley. Uh, we also had Peter Bedell from the Korea Mail on with all the big NRL issues. He said he wasn't sure about the Broncos this season mm. after losing a couple of big name players. He then went on to tip them to finish top four. I, th- I thought he was going to say they were going to miss the eight. Yeah, I said so over-unders over yeah, over for uh, Queensland teams at two teams. Yeah. He said, well, I'm not sure about the Broncos, but top four. Yeah. Uh, George Kambosis Jr. joined us. Huge, huge guest. That's as big as it gets, mm. really, in Australian sporting landscape. World yep. champion boxer. Australia's number one boxer. Uh, even though Tim Zoo probably gets a bit more coverage. But George Kambosis certainly our most uh, decorated Australian boxer. And the amount of big fights that he's had. No tune-up fights, no gimmies, um, always taking on the big names over the last couple of years, and that's why you've got to uh, respect what he's been able to achieve so far. You can catch up on anything you've missed via the podcast. The great thing is when you search the podcast, Breakfast and uh, Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on Apple or Spotify, all those clips are up for the direct chat. So the George Cambosis chat will be up there. Now you can search that, listen to just that chat, or you can listen to the whole show. If you want to listen to three hours of MC and James Magnuson. <laughs> Again. <laughs> We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. The last part of the show is all yours. Jump on the open line, one 1170 and let's have a chat. I did a little bit of research about this polywaffle that we heard about yesterday. Yeah. I want to talk to you about that after the break. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. You're with MC and the Missile. We're powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. A reminder, Vossi and Brandy are back on Monday. They are. They are. But this is our last show together. Our last one. Our last one, yes, because you're doing afternoons tomorrow. Is that right? Tomorrow we are doing the run home live from North Bondi Surf Life Saving Mm. Club. So I'm going to roll down the hill and uh, co-host that with Joel. So tomorrow morning you are joined by... Matty White. Matty White. We'll see how loose I can get Matty. What do you think? What do you, <laughs> we, I'm not we, sure. Uh, over over unders on half hotel stays, <laughs> blue pills, four year wedding anniversaries. Nah. But this year, Vossi and Brandy. Brandy's going to be working Monday to Thursday, and you'll be on every Friday. I'll be on every Friday. We're still working through the names. So we, I used to do Wellness Wednesdays. Yes. No more wellness this year for the Vossi and Brandy show. We're thinking maybe. Freaky Fridays, mm. uh, 0457736736. What sort of content would you like me to bring to the Vossi and Brandy show of a Friday? Uh, reminder, they're back Monday and Maddie Johns returns tomorrow. Morning glory, 9am here on Sydney's SEN 1170 AM, the home of sport. Heaps of suggestions for you, MC, uh, around your four-year wedding anniversary. I've been but taking I, notes. I wanted 
to touch on the polywaffle first. Okay. So neither of us knew what a polywaffle was. Mm. Uh, so my girlfriend's dad uh, is staying with us at the moment. Shout out Justin if he's listening. He was telling me that the polywaffle was used in Caddyshack. So they threw one in the pool to look like uh, a number two. Yeah. And everyone evacuated the pool. Then when they drained it and got it out, they found it was a polywaffle. <laughs> Apparently after that, sales of polywaffle went so poor that it eventually was discontinued. Because of that? Because of that. 0457736736. Fact check me on that one, but that's the rumor anyway. All right. Here's some more advice for you, MC, on our text line, our right. Edgewater Homes text line. Slow down. I'm just taking the notes on this. Okay. The Radelaide Rooster says, Morning Missile and the Adonis. My fourth anniversary, I set up a big bunch of flowers and a massive fruit basket on the kitchen bench. So there was some wow factor when she walked out whilst I was on the road, whilst I was on the road <laughs> heading to Leaf Golf's Australia <laughs> debut. So he left the fruit and he left the flowers nice. and he went to the golf. Uh, then we went to her favorite restaurant at night and enjoyed the summer gig. Uh, sorry. Then we went to a restaurant at night. Enjoyed the summer gig, fellas. Well done. Uh, morning, guys. Happy anniversary, MC. If you hadn't made dinner plans, take your wife to the Penrith Trots tonight. A night she will never forget, lol. Cheers from the Trot Man. You know what, Trot Man? If my wife wasn't pregnant and she could have a few drinks, mm. she'd love it. Yeah. She'd be into it. The trots? Oh, she'd just be into it, yeah. Okay. I've never been to the I've trots. I've never been to the trots either, but a, a few like, you know, a few drinks and you know, hot dog or whatever they serve there, she'd be happy. Polywaffle? Well, I'll have to ask about the polywaffle. <laughs> Kev from Cannon says, apparently the colours to give your uh, to give on your fourth anniversary are blue and green. So I reckon a Raiders jersey for the lo- lovely wife should get you right in the good books. <laughs> If I gave it, if I presented her. Is she a her, Dragons fan as well? Oh, she wouldn't, I just was, if I gave her a jersey and it didn't say the team name on it, she'd be like, what's that? Wouldn't yeah, have a clue. okay. No idea. No idea. So she's not league. a rugby league fan? No idea. No. And some people say I don't have an idea either, but she's like clueless. Just on uh, gifts um, and, and jerseys, I've got a funny story for mm-hmm. you. So one of my girlfriend's close friends who was... Um, Miss Australia, she did like the Miss Universe. She finished very high up. Uh, she went on a date with a prominent rugby league player. Okay. And said rugby league player turned up to the date and before they sat down for dinner, gave her a signed jersey with his own number on it. Oh, his own signed jersey? His own signed jersey before the date started. First date? First date. <laughs> He DM'd her and asked her out to dinner, and that's how he opened the dinner. Did they get a second date? <laughs> no second date. I'm not sure she made it through the whole first date. Ooh. I'll tell you the name of said woman and NRL player in the break. I was, I was definitely going to ask you. Have some, <laughs> have some guesses. Have some guesses, guys. 736. Uh, Stuart from Cronulla says, did you know George and Tim started in the same gym at Rockdale? Mm. MC, you're from the area. So you yeah, know, Rockdale yeah. PCYC, which was, uh, the Zoo Academy, I think it's, it's called there. I've, um, been there a couple of times, particularly when I was covering sport for the, the St. George Southern Australia leader. So yeah, that is right. They're both guys from, from the area. George trains 
a couple hundred meters from, well, very close to where I live, walking distance from from where I live, and I've seen him at the shops and out and about. Um, Have you so, seen the Audi R8? Uh, I've seen his. I'm not a car guy. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen fancy sports car. So it's I've seen him drive nice cars, but they're yeah. all, they're all cars to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good morning, boys. We'd just like to congratulate MC on his anniversary today. He shares this wonderful day with me. However, my wife and I are celebrating our amazing 21st year today. Oh, nice. Enjoy your evening, mate, as will I, says Ben of Kuji. Oh, congratulations, Ben. Pass on my regards to you and your wife as well. A couple of suggestions for names uh, for the new Friday show. Fun Time Friday. Nah. Freestyle Fridays. Uh... There's a couple of others that I can't Flippant read. Fridays. Flippant Fridays. Yes, flippant. Uh, the Logan Warrior says, boys, I've never had my bank or identity hacked uh, when I took my bank book to the bank to get money out. If you have all your info online, you're 20 times more likely to be hacked. Young people today want convenience <laughs> over security. That's a fair point. Convenience yeah, over security. The amount of time people will get hacked these days or their cards skimmed or whatever. Have you had that? Uh, touch wood. I haven't had that happen to me yet. Yeah, I, I got done. Yeah. I got one saying my toll, my e-toll was due or something and that if I didn't make the payment that I couldn't use my tag. So you clicked on it? Yeah, I clicked on it. And it was so professional looking mm-hmm. and it even had like half of my details pre-filled. And I not only did I do it once, it came up and said, that didn't work, do it again. I did it twice, and it hit me for like 1,800 well, and 1,300. That's, that's, hello, that's on yeah. you. We had one the other day. We we're trying to sell something on, my wife was trying to sell something on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. And they send you a DM. I don't, I've never d- done this before. And they're like, oh, you know, where it is, you, you got to just um, send a bank. We've got to send a bank transfer. And it's a weird, it's, it was called Bank of Australia or something like that. It was a pretty legit form. And then I was like, I said, my wife showed me, do you reckon this is legit? And then you're looking mm. at it. It's a very good con. Like there was like an email was at like Gmail instead of a, a proper legitimate email. So you can understand if you're in a hurry or you don't read things properly, they can get you very easily. They've gotten way better. This was, this was if I was ever going to get done, I reckon we were 90% there. This, this was very good. Well, it used to be that my cousin in Nigeria who was a millionaire <laughs> died and left yeah. all the inheritance yeah. to me. <laughs> No longer, no longer. It was weird because I didn't know I had cousins in Nigeria. com gone yeah. there, seeing what's going on. Really weird. Uh, hey, MC, it might be hard to find, but a flowering fruit tree is a gift. Maybe get your dad to plant it, <laughs> says Mike. <laughs> that is a good idea, though. I don't know about the dad planting it a bit, but... Um, I'll let him know. Uh, after four years, MC, you should already have established yourself as unreliable and forgetful, leaving her expectations very low. That way, when you do remember, it comes across as a whole lot bigger and you may actually get some, pra- some praise, says Craig. I like that. No. Lower expectations no. and over-deliver. No. No? Oh, Has she got high expectations I, of the day? I do that at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's she it. doesn't have high expectations for the day, um, uh, but... Name for the show for Fridays. This is good. Western Sydney Eagle. I like where you're going. In reference to the great Mark Gaznia, the show should be called Fire Up Friday. MC can explain it if you don't know. Oh, I know. We know. Fire Up. Yeah. The boys are here. We're waiting. <laughs> oh, we'll be back in just a moment with a prize for today's best contribution on the open line. 
Welcome back to Summer Breakfast on the home stretch now, MC. Uh, Andrew from the Central Coast wins the Signet Boost Power Bank for giving us a call on the open line earlier in the show. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. What's on for the rest of the day? Uh, Head from here straight into the office. uh, Podcast, Sport Confidential's back tomorrow, so they'll be online at some stage. Uh, this afternoon and tonight. So any little hints? Oh, any clubs? It's you're called snooping a blank around? canvas. Blank canvas, which right. is not great. At, Are you uh, gonna have a chance to get any sleep today? Uh, then we're going out for dinner. Yes. And then I'll get some sleep for a few hours, and then back here tomorrow morning while you get to sleep in ahead of your late shift tomorrow, and then I never in the sleep chair. in MC. In the chair permanently on Fridays. Permanent. I'll be Fridays. speaking to you every Friday, which is good. Freaky Fridays, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We can uh, get Vossi a bit loose on Fridays. Yeah, Vossi likes to get loose. He gets loose. Uh, Matt White up's next from 9am. Matt White will be on with you tomorrow. Mm. Any challenges for me tomorrow to try and get Matt White to admit anything or partake Ooh. in anything? Let us know. Send us a text tomorrow yeah. morning, people. Let's see what we can fire up Matty White about. Yes, I like it. I like it. Maybe we find out what he did for his four-year wedding, wedding anniversary. Yep. What do you reckon he's up to? He'd have to be in the twenties, right? I hope so. <laughs> maybe his most maybe his most memorable wedding anniversary. Oh, we could have just stitched him up then. We could have stitched him up. Well, maybe he can come on at nine AM. No doubt he's listening to us right now. Start the show off strong, Matt. Tell us what wedding anniversary you're up to and what you did for your four year wedding anniversary. We've got a little bit of lovers in the air playing in the background here. Uh, as far as summer breakfast goes, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I've really enjoyed fun. it. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'll see you next December. Yeah. Summer <laughs> breakfast, MC. <laughs> Good to catch up then. No, well, we'll be seeing you on our TV screens as well for NRL 360. You back this year on NRL 360? Hope so. <laughs> I don't know yet. Don't I hope know so. Yet? No, don't no, yet. No, oh, I'm sure yet. we will. We'll be reading all your articles. Uh, I'll be back for the run home tomorrow. Vossi and Brandy, only four sleeps away. Maddie Johns back tomorrow. Maddie White up next from 9am from us here on the Summer Breakfast Show. It's been a pleasure. See you next time. Love is in the air. Every sight and every sound. And I don't know if I'm being foolish. Don't know if I'm being wise. But it's something that I must believe. And that's there when I look in your eyes